Crossing the Line 2022, 14-day prayer and fasting time as we cross the line through the Jordan River to the Promised Land. Date, 4th to 17th July, 2022. Host, God's servant, Nanaseyo Pokusakotir. I'm going to talk to you about favor based on authority of God's word and based on personal experience. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. I have enjoyed some favor. God has favored me in some areas. It's connected to scripture. Now, yesterday we spoke about plugging into divine favor. Now, it is not enough to plug into the favor. You must provoke the favor. Now, there are two ways favor comes. The first one is by divine initiatives. So, one of the ways you can get favor is that God himself orchestrated it. It can come as a divine initiative. So, there are people in the Bible, God initiated the favor and put it on them. Hallelujah. Um, when you even study about Jesus Christ, um, the Bible says some things about Jesus Christ right from the time he was born. I told you that, uh, I asked you a question the other day, uh, does God pray? And you were struggling, so later I have to come and uh, <laughs> help you to get what I was talking about. Amen. Uh, uh, do you know that when Jesus Christ came here, Jesus Christ was God? Did you believe that Jesus was walking on earth? He was 100% God. But do you know that he prayed? So who was he praying to? And I gave you the explanation. That the reason Jesus prays is that he has become a man. The reason God came on earth and he prays is that he has become a man. And men ought always to pray. So if you are living on earth as a man, prayer must be part of your life. Because when God became a man, God prayed. Also, when God became a man, God needed favor. Have you seen the connection of the things that make Mary give birth to Jesus? Luke chapter 1 verse 28. Hmm? Luke chapter 1 verse 28. And the angel came to her and said, Hey, thou that are highly favored. <laughs> Favor is in level so. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Turn to verse number 30. Listen to what the angel said. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast what? Talk to me. Interactive teaching. Talk to me. For thou hast what? For thou hast what? Do you believe that today God will favor you? Amen. Look at what the Bible said about Jesus in Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 52. Listen to what? This is God in the flesh. And the Bible says, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with what? And what? This is what yesterday I was telling you that don't get the man's one face. Make sure you have God's favor. Divine favor is what to lead you to man's favor. If you get man's favor without divine favor, you are going nowhere. Because the person that is favoring you can die. Now, there are three levels of lifting. You are either lifted by God, lifted by man, or lifted by the devil. Let me explain the three. Because some people, you envy them, they are, they are lifted, but they are lifting is the devil. And there are people who are lifted, but they are lifting his men. Now, when man lifts you, man cannot lift you above his height. If a man lifts you, when I say the height, I'm not talking about six feet and four feet. It means that he lifts you according to the vitamin M that he carries. Huh? Yeah. Do you understand, Beatrice? Or you don't understand? If Elijah decided to lift you up, it's according to his vitamin M level. Huh? If I decide to lift you up, 
is according to my vitamin M level. If Osofo Kwame decides to lift you up, huh? if Elon Musk decides to lift you up, so no man can lift you above his height. Okay, let's check the second one. When the devil decides to lift you, he will lift you all right, but he will make sure he brings you down. Because he cannot do anything apart from stealing, killing, and destroying. So even if he show you favor now, it is pointing to either stealing, killing, or destroying. So initially, he won't give you the details, but at the end, it must land in one of this. He cannot do anything on earth. Anything you see the devil doing, at the end of the day, it must, it must land in either he's stealing something from you, he's destroying something, or he wants to kill you. So he can give you money temporary and kill you. So when man lifts you, man cannot lift you above his height. And the second thing about man lifting is a man can lift you today, tomorrow when you look for you, you can't find him. And when the devil lifts you, you destroy. But when God decides to lift you, so favor can come by divine initiatives. It happened to you because God did it. Huh? Huh? Now the second one is what I'm going to talk about. First one is why it's by, it can come by what? As a divine initiative. So God orchestrated it. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. Wow. So Jesus was a stout man. Stature. Yeah. Jesus was better than your husband. Far, 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 far. Jesus, according to the Bible. Yeah. Since back. Yeah. Jesus was. Now, one of the reasons I know Jesus as stature is that he went to the temple with a whip and beat them and none of them could they couldn't come yeah. <laughs> have you thought about it if i take a ship right now all the guys they can say they can come together and carry me yeah but none of them try it about jesus and the bible said that he increased in wisdom and in stature Wow, and not that alone, in favor with God and man. That is why he was eating free. What are the things Jesus never by Mary, Mary and Martha, Mr. Zacchaeus? Even a Pharisee did a party for him. When the Bible says a Pharisee make a dinner and invited, they hated him, but they cooked for him. Yeah. Jesus was eating free. He ate in people's house. Wow. Somebody say favor. favor. Do you know the reason nobody has invited you? Today something will happen to you. Yeah. So the first one is by what? Divine initiative. The second one is also what? Huh? It can come through what? Provocation. It means you provoke the favor. The favor was not there, but you provoke it to happen. That is the point I want to give it to you now. Huh? You, 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 you didn't have the favor that you provoke the favor and, and cause it to, 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 to come to your direction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using the word provocation in the context of biblical standard, not the one I could show you before. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's a theological term. So it comes by provoking it. It means that somebody, look at, let me show you some, the way somebody provoke favor. A Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus and wanted healing for his daughter. But he was not qualified for the healing because he was a Gentile. 
And, and Jesus even told him that, told her that, listen, I am not sent back to the lost sins of the house of Israel. It means that where I am ministering now, you are not part of the people I can minister to. Then the woman persists and Jesus said that, you don't take the children's bread and give it to dogs. It means you are a dog. No, just so I'm sure it's a poodle. No, you don't take the children's bread and give it to dogs. So that, that could have provoked the woman. But you see, the woman wants something from Jesus. Jesus is not ready to give, but he's provoking Jesus' favor. Then he told Jesus that you don't. He said, I understand. I don't deny that I'm not a dog. Don't give me the food on the dining hall. Give me the crumbs. And then what Jesus was not ready to give, later he gave it. It means that, listen, the provocation of the favor is that when the woman, Jesus insulted the woman, he could have got angry and leave. But he didn't left because he knew what she was looking for. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a woman that wants something from his husband and the man doesn't want to give. What can you give to cause him to give? I left that one for all the women to answer. What can you do? It means that the man is not ready to give the thing. But there are things you do that you provoke the favor. So today, if you don't write these points down, you will be in short circuit. Short circuit of your favor. You must learn how to provoke favor. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because some, there are women, eh? This is strong, but let me say it. They don't know how to provoke the favor of their husband. Until the husband made a side chick. If you have a side chick here, after church, sleep in this auditorium. Don't go. Yeah. Do you know the Bible says something? It said the children of this world are in their eyes. They are wiser than the children of the gospel. Now that particular scripture, one day we'll preach about it. Why is it that the unbelieving women are wiser than those in the church? That is what the Bible says. It's not for today. Yeah, today we are provoking favor. So it's not everybody. You know, the fact that I'm talking about favor does not mean if you are just walking, the favor is looking for you. Sometimes you have to go and look for it. Yeah. And when you find it, you have to make sure that you provoke it on your direction. So if the favor is not coming, huh? I mean, I, the, the reason I'm using the word provocation is that to, to provoke somebody is that whatever the person did to harm you, he didn't want to. Do you understand? Initially, he didn't want to, but as a result of a, a, a stubborn woman that the husband doesn't want to slap you. But because of the way you were behaving, you move him to do something. Oh, they are not listening to me. Yeah. Then I'll show you many people in the Bible who provoke favor. They did something and caught God's attention. Yeah. Number one. Number one. What are the keys to provoke favor? Plenty. Hallelujah. Yes, I gave you one. Uncompromising holiness. Yes. So if you want to provoke favor, number one, you must make sure you are living a holy life. Uncompromising life of holiness. First Peter chapter 1 verse 16. Because it is written, be ye what? Holy. For I am what? So one of the ways to provoke God's favor is that make sure you are living a holy life. It is part of the requirement for us as the children of God. It's part of the requirement. We don't receive Jesus Christ and live the way we like. 
You don't serve God in your terms. You serve God in God's terms. You serve God in God's standard. So we cannot become Christian and decide to live anyhow. When you do that, you cannot provoke the favor of God. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. You cannot provoke the favor of God. Yeah. So sure, you are living a holy life. Huh? Huh? It means that holiness can trigger divine favor. The, the life of holiness, it can do what? It can trigger divine favor. So the way you are living a holy life, you can cut God's attention. That means that when you are living a life of sin, you are preventing the favor of God from coming to you. Because God does not and cannot favor sinners. How should God favor Haman? How should God favor Pharaoh? How should God favor uh, rich of the wicked people? There are some people about the Bible called the sons of Belial. So you cannot live a sinful life and provoke favor. If you want to provoke, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about divine favor. Let me add that one. Because there are different kinds of favor. Some of you are favor from your boyfriend. Yeah. Those guys are on their way coming. They will reach here very soon. Uh -huh. Some of you are favor from your boss to be that is squeezing you somewhere. We are talking about divine. The one I'm talking is coming from the throne room. And that one, hey, Ah, you must provoke it and you do that by what? uncompromising holiness the second thing is that if you want to provoke the favor of God you must go out of your way and be a blessing to others be a blessing to what? others go out of your way to be a blessing unto what? others listen to Abraham's the definition of Abraham's blessing in Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1, 2 and 3 let's read that very carefully the Bible said, the Lord has said unto Abraham, now get thee out of your country and from your kindred and from thy, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be what? So the purpose of the blessing was divine. God didn't say, I'm God blessing you that you alone. He said, I am blessing so that you will become a blessing. So you are you have disappointed heaven when you are blessed and nobody is drinking from you. There are four seas in Israel. One of them is Mediterranean Sea. One of them is Sea of Galilee, where Jesus' ministry was centered. One of them is Red Sea, but it's another one called Dead Sea. The reason it's called dead is that it receives and never gives. So because the Dead Sea has only inlet and has no outlet, no animal or no fish survive inside. So when you stop giving, you start dying. Because the principle is that everything God created, God created it to give. That is why he didn't create fish before he created water. He called the water because he called the fish out of the water. Because the, the, the water must give the fish life. The, the water must give the fish sustenance. He didn't create tree before earth. He said, let the earth bring forth vegetations. It means that the, the vegetation get their sustenance from what? The earth. The seat is supporting you sitting down. Your dress is covering your naked, nakedness. You are breathing oxygen. Anything God created, he created it to give. If the thing doesn't give, God will not create it. So look at the way he come out of that principle. Why is the earth remain? So that principle uh, can only be cancelled when the earth is gone. Why is the earth remain? It means that once the earth is dead, that principle cannot be cancelled. See time. 
So listen, if you want to provoke divine favor, go to your way. Fight against the spirit of stinginess. Yeah. And make sure that you are a blessing to others. And when you do that, you provoke divine favor. Divine what? Favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the next thing to provoke divine favor, there are all kinds of wisdom, but I'm talking about spiritual wisdom. Biblical wisdom. Wisdom based on the authority of God's word. When you go to the book of Peter, Peter talk about sensual wisdom. He talk about earthly wisdom. And he talk about wisdom that is from God. So you can have wisdom, but it might not be necessarily from God. Because what is wisdom? In the context of what I'm teaching, the definition of wisdom is the right application of biblical knowledge. You can apply the knowledge, but it might not be biblical knowledge. So wisdom is the ability uh, to understand the word of God, stand on the word, and apply the word. And the reason why you can't get wisdom from school is that it's a spirit. And the reason the Bible has to give you wisdom is that the Bible is a spiritual book. This book is not just a letter, it's a spirit. Hmm? Within this book, behind this book is a rhema. It's a revelation. It's inside. In fact, the author of this book itself is called the Holy Spirit. All scriptures are given by the inspiration of God. So somebody say spiritual wisdom. Somebody say biblical wisdom. It can provoke the favor of God. When you acquire spiritual wisdom, it can provoke the favor of God. <laughs> because the spiritual wisdom will bring you insight. And once you have insight, you have foresight. When you have foresight, you have oversight. Some of you do nothing about your spirituality. Listen, one of the problems of this generation Christian is that they don't like reading the Bible. Yeah, they don't like. That's why every man of God can come and preach something that we are believers. He come and say it's not correct and everybody embrace it. Because a lot of you are here. You don't read the Bible. It's possible most of you have not opened the Bible today. Today, quite a short, the whole week. No. If you meditate one scripture every day, 365 days, you have 365 scriptures in you. No, some of you, when the devil attack you with sickness, you don't know what to do. When you go to hospital, the doctor says there's no hope, you are dying. So you need spiritual wisdom. It is the problem of the... We don't have preaching of the word problem. We are practicing of the word. No generation has a word more than this generation. What? Go to China. Huh? Huh? The Chinese people are not authorized to hold a Bible. So you can make a Chinese pastor, the whole of the book of James is in his head. So they hide and chew the Bible and walk with it. You have it, you don't read. We have the Bible on our phone, we have the Bible on tablet, we have Bible on books, we have Bible on everywhere. Wow. When I was a Christian and I became born again in the fellowship, there was no screens. Everybody came to church with the Bible. In fact, if you are not holding a Bible, they don't consider us a Christian. To the extent that the, the Gideon's New Testament was all over the church. When you come to church, it was in every seat. And it was for convict. New convict. Biblical wisdom. So our marriages are not working. Because you, you, can, you can just go and marry, but that is it based on the word? If your husband is misbehaved, what will you do? If your wife is stubborn, what will you do? No, you don't understand. A lot of people are married. They don't even understand the Bible knowledge for marriage. What is God's idea for marriage? What is the source of marriage? Where is marriage coming from? What is the purpose of marriage? Is it to have children? No. It can be added to it. Children is not something you desire. It's a gift from God. 
children are gifts from God. It's God that gave it to you. You don't marry a woman because he must give you children. Because he cannot conquer today. I am not denying the fact that we pray for people to have a child. But if you don't take care, you will mix the reason. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. There are people when they marry and God is trying their faith a little bit because of what he's going to give to them and maybe delay their, uh, their, my, their, their childbirth to know. They will go and fight, especially the men. They will find another woman and sleep with her. Yes, they tried. I mean, I met a guy, he said, I tried the thing with six girls. It didn't work. Then I saw that it's my fault. Yeah. No, do, do, you know, do you know people sitting in church? Do you know their mindset? Do you know the mindset of people that they call Christians in this generation? Wow. That is why most of you guys get shocked when you marry so-called Christian. And after you marry, realize that you have married a deputy devil. There is no Christianity in that person. Because some of your Christianity, some of you have come to Portis and it's very high home, high home, high home. Some people are doing like this. No sound is coming. They don't have what you go but they have acrobatic display. Is there? But to you, once you see this thing, he's a prayerful man. No. A prayerful man that's squeezing your breast like they say prayerful man. No, look at you. You are crying to quiet. Look at what the dance is doing in your car. By the time you come out of the car, you are like a cushion ball. If, no, no, no. They are there. But you still come to church and you believe them. And then you, you, you think they are Christians. Because you yourself. Am I preaching? Or, uh, yeah. Spiritual wisdom. Hallelujah. Let me get out of that. Mm. Amen. Everybody says spiritual wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 35. For whosoever findeth, whosoever findeth me. Hmm. Go to verse 34. Let's see who is talking like that. Wow. Blessed is the man that heareth me. <laughs> Watching daily at my gate. 33. I want to hear something. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Hear instruction and be what? Wise and refuse it not. <laughs> blessed is the man that heareth me watching daily at my gate waiting at the doorpost of my doors this is wisdom talking this is wisdom whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord so when you find wisdom favor is there yes, once biblical divine wisdom hits you it come accompanied by the favor of God. Today your head will be anointed with oil. Yeah. The amen is coming down because I just spoke about some things. That means I need wisdom to provoke divine favor. I need wisdom to provoke divine favor. We need wisdom to provoke divine favor. Wisdom to provoke divine favor. Wow. Wisdom to provoke divine favor. May the Lord release divine wisdom over your life. Hallelujah. This one, I saw it direct in the scripture and then I just pick it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. I pick it direct. I will quote the scripture before I tell you that wisdom point. So don't write the point first. Write the scripture. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tablet of your heart. Everybody say mercy and truth. Say that again. Say mercy and truth. Am I the one saying it or you can see it in the scripture? Let not mercy and what? truth forsake thee huh? bind them 
bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tablet of your heart. When I do that, what will be the, my benefit? Let's take it in the next So shall thou find what? Favor and what? In the sight of what? Ooh. Huh? Huh? It means that mercy and truth provoke divine favor. Mercy and truth are magnets that attract the favor of God. When you carry these two virtues, it will attract God's favor. You are merciful and our son cannot cry. And thrown it dawson. Mercy and truth. The Bible said they can provoke favor. Mercy and truth. Mercy. A humor ball. Mercy. Now, they define favor as, they define grace. Is it grace they call it? Unmerited favor. Now, when you read the Bible, especially between the King James and the NIV version, New Testament, they use mercy, they use grace and favor interchangeably. So when you go to where the King James said that when God was angry to destroy the world with water, the Bible said Noah found favor. They, but the NIV said Noah found grace. So they are used interchangeably. So look at they say, uh-uh, grace is unmerited favor. Huh? But mercy is unmerited advantage. Now that means that you are supposed to be punished, but mercy say no. You are supposed to die, but mercy say no. You are not listening, so I won't go to details about it. The Bible says, let you know mercy and truth forsake thee and bind them upon thy neck. Do you know how to bind something upon thy neck? Now, to bind something upon thy neck is a, a form of suicide mission. It means, that when some, it means that put it in a place you cannot forget. Nobody can tie something on his neck and forget. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tablet of your heart. Wow. So shall thou find what? Favor and no favor, no what? Good understanding. That means that the presence of mercy and truth in your life will provoke divine favor, man of God. It will naturally provoke divine favor. Warrior bar ohunipamobo. I do. Listen, Obani Trimwe Ding Obekum Marry a man that can have mercy. Do you know that almost 40 to 50 percent of the healing in Jesus' ministry, the Bible says he had compassion. He and mercy too can be used interchangeably compassion on them your money is finished you are financially under pressure but if you marry a woman who is merciful he would understand and that's how bad fear over war if you marry a woman that is merciful you can touch at one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock yeah. And they are always ready. If a woman is not merciful, when you touch her, you can watch her. What was that? Now, those who did that, they are shocked about what I'm talking about. Especially when he came from work 
and he said that today has been very hectic oh my goodness i'm so tired i just want to take a shower and sleep i'm so tired oh my god and after saying all this in the night there was an announcement but, uh, 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 what was that mercy and truth mercy and truth tell somebody i need mercy and truth from you mercy and truth yeah? nobody who walk under the influence of divine mercy will hold somebody in his heart and merciful people don't become judgmental mercy and truth they provoke the favor they provoke they naturally will provoke divine favor i heard you say amen nothing provokes divine favor than sacrificial giving not a cheerful giving sacrificial what is a sacrifice a sacrifice is anything that is not convenient to give so if it mean nothing to you it will mean nothing to god the only way god value your seed huh hillary and honor it is because it has touched you david called it sowing in tears and reaping in joy it is the seed that made God swear when Abraham attempted to kill his son. So God said, and said, if this guy can kill his only begotten son, what can he deny me of? So God swear. Sacrificial seed. A giver will naturally provoke divine favor. What is, I'm not saying just a giver because some of you can give and the giving is not, hey, they say, let's go and give uh, offended things and you go and search your things. The one that has become into my good that you bring it. There are a lot of Christians who are not givers. Don't just ask God to bless you. The way you are stingy, if God blesses you, you worship the money. Because listen, the most dangerous thing that can ever happen to a Christian is when God gives you money and the money have you. You either have the money or the money have you. When you have the money, God can demand it any time and you give it. But if money have you, huh, sacrificial giving, huh, sacrificial offering huh, huh, will provoke divine favor. Share. Listen to what happened to uh, Solomon. You know that guy, he provoked divine favor by giving. 2 Chronicles chapter 1 verse 6. Listen to what the Bible said about Solomon. And Solomon went up Tita unto the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offer a thousand burnt offering upon, the, upon it. Now here, hear this. Hmm. Agatha, the man carries seed. Solomon carries seed like Kwame's miserable bag that look like a, 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 a bag and a bread. It's not, this bag is not to carry handkerchief and books. It's supposed to carry prayer soul. That is why the bag has suffered. So you see, let's say this bag is full of money. Then uh, I can even hear the bag talking to me that, thank you for intervening on my behalf. <laughs> now listen to me. And then let's say this thing is money. Kwame just came to church and dropped the money on the altar. He has given and he's going. He didn't ask God anything. The man just came to church with his sacrificial giving, drop offering. He didn't even pray. And he left. And the Bible said when he left, that night God came to him. 
I see people, they are building, they are struggling. They are building some two-bedroom. People are building a house. Nobody is renting it because the Christians don't understand the principle. Let me tell you something. The unbelievers that have a shop and they are into business with you, they understand things you don't understand. They can engage the altar better than you. Their altar is a satanic altar, but they know how to engage it. All Christian love is gossip and talking and insulting the men God raised for them. Yesterday, I was telling you people at the family life prayer time that we pray for pastors. And it was, it changed even the atmosphere. Now watch it, and I told them that when the Bible talks about the angel of the church in Philadelphia, the, the angel of the church, the seven churches in the book of Revelation, he's not talking about supernatural angels. That word angel in the Greek is angelos, which means a messenger. And that messenger is not a supernatural being. So as I'm standing here, heaven see me as an angel. So every pastor, huh? And the Bible said that, he also said that, this is he who controls the seven stars. The seven stars. So, he said the one who is in charge of the seven stars is Jesus Christ. And the stars were the pastors. So, there were two things. The pastors are angels and they are stars. Wow. Now, the reason is because where? Every man of God or woman of God, God raised from you, is a gift from God. It's a gift. They were ordained before they came on this earth. Paul said that Jesus Christ who separated me from my mother's womb. So Paul, while he was persecuting Christians, his mandate from heaven is to preach. That is why when Moses decided not to go, God had to force him. Because Moses, if you don't go, nobody can go. You, are, you were born for this. In your time, you were not even supposed to survive. I, every male child is supposed to die, but you survive because of your assignment. And Solomon went up Tira to the prison altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation. So he came to church. Ha! Ah, if he's here, it's his potters. And offer a thousand burnt offerings. And those days, eh, to go to the sacrifice, the, the sheep maximum should be about two or three. You carry one sheep, you cut it. Solomon cut thousand. And God has never seen it in the history. He has never seen. Even Abraham went to the mountain. When he was about to kill Isaac, there was a sheep caught in a ticket and it was one. When God himself substituted uh, uh, Isaac, he took only one sheep. Solomon cut thousand. And it was in the history nobody has seen that as a sacrifice. Look at the next verse. Huh? Look at the next verse. Huh. In that, that night, one translation said that same night, did the Lord appear? Solomon didn't ask. God himself wake up and walk to a man who sacrificed house. The Lord appears to Solomon and said to him, ask what I shall give you. I call it blank check. <laughs> Don't go and beg for fish. Learn how to fish. Because fishes are in the sea. Now, the people that you are going to harass them for money, what did they do to make the money? I was in bed in power. They didn't have trotro money. And I was praying, Lord, these people that are giving, what is making them give? I stood at the church and I realized that anytime Pastor Robert take an envelope, there is a particular people that come. And I saw that those particular people too, they were hyper comfortable. They were treated very special. Givers are rulers. Now listen, there is no, there is no magic for kingdom prosperity. I 
I fasted seven days almost 20 years ago for giving grace. The purpose in Dansuman for that, my friends, I was fasting a lot. The grace to be a giver. Because Apostle Paul told one church, you gave and again and again because the grace of God was upon you. So, oh Jesus Christ. This Philippian church were giving because they have the giving grace. If you don't have the giving grace, there are certain finances that you can't cross. No, the man that tried to kill his son, God swear. He said, I swear. Angel said, don't swear. You said, we shouldn't swear, but you are swear. He said, I swear. I swear, when because nobody is greater than you swear by himself. It means that the only time this vertical reverse is when I die. Can God die? No. All you know to complain is that go to prophet, prophet. That your competitor has pranking concussions in front of your house. When the Moabite king take his hand and cut his head, where were the church sacrificed? The Moabite king, Israel was winning the battle. He took the nest of king. Look, it's not even the sacrifice, the value of the sacrifice. The Bible said the one that should rule, that is what we call the crown prince. If the man is not dead, that is the one that succeeded him. He took him and killed him. If he killed another soldier, the sacrifice is no value. He weighed the value of Israel's victory and provided a counter sacrifice. The Bible said the battle turned. <laughs> when your enemies put their sacrifice on the altar where is your sacrifice it means as a pastor here when I came here eh, and then somebody doesn't like the corporate is coming here do you remember the young man that they sent the land guard that they sent to come and destroy what we are doing here he said he was going to agree to go and charge himself and he told me he said I went there with sacrifice it was on his way that God caused him to have an accident. The reason is that if we get there with the sacrifice and we are praying, listen, don't try to pray when your opponent are sacrificing. Yeah. Oh, you are in trouble. No, no, it's there. Now, Second Kings chapter 3, is it chapter 3? Give me the New Living Translation. I'm going to tell you. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 26. When the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, wow, he left 700 of his sword men. This one is called special forces. This one, they are called Marines in America. They are very dangerous people. I'm telling you. Everything prayer. This is a gen- It doesn't cost you anything to pray. When you pray, you are asking. But when you give, it costs you something. When the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, he was saying he was losing. <laughs> he left 700 of his sword men in the desperate attempt to break through the enemy lines near the king of Edom, but it failed. Now, this is the last sword. It's all because now you have taken the army, you have taken the armed forces, you have taken the naval base, you have taken the air force, everything is not working. That you came for the special forces, and that one you couldn't. So when he saw that the natural does not work, he took it to the supernatural. He said, no. There are invisible soldiers who fight, but they can only fight when they see blood. Why are you struggling? Are you talking about hey, my marriage is delayed. The altar in your family they are pulling labation on. You, what are you doing? I told you when I was preaching about the altars, I said that be careful if you know anybody that can engage the altar, even if it's a fetish priest, be careful. Go to the next verse. Listen, I'm preaching. Huh? And then he took his eldest son. 
This is when all the forces couldn't break through. He took his eldest son. He took, and the king of Moab took his eldest son. <laughs> the oldest son, who would have been the next king. So the sacrifice is not just somebody. He has a lot of sons, but this is the first one. So this is the crown prince. The crown prince of Dubai, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Those one, when their fathers are ruling, they easily has an office. The moment the man exits, he comes. Who should have been the next king and sacrifice him? So he called his son and said, boy, come, come, come. Hold his boy's ass and cut off his head. Huh? Your enemies are not joking. I said it on Monday, let me say, don't underestimate your enemy's determination to destroy you. Never underestimate it. If you underestimate it, it will cost you. If a woman wants to snatch your husband and you know how to engage the water, don't be sitting there and be praying those your prayers. I walk across what Tongoro. Hey, so them, hey, hey, we are praying. I'm joining the family that pray at them. Hondo yomo kayobo. No, I'm telling you the truth. Most of them, that's what they do. You will see him he has, he has his name is online on Facebook. Bawada. Oh. I'm a prophet who see to you the spirit. No. <laughs> sure. It is your name that is praying. You yourself, you are asleep. So what's your one of the fastest ways for the devil to put you in temptation? plug you out of the kingdom is to stop you from coming to church why because they grow from strength to strength those who appear before the lord in zion so whilst you are coming to church today some supernatural strength is coming to you because it's only in the presence of god that your weakness will die then the revival that brought some of you where you are it was in bedding power we were all gathering there and we prayed People cross church, they work, they don't go home. They will come and stay there and pray. Today, today is cushion. Thank God, today you come to Portes, you can check in with the room. You check on the bench. No room. If I have to get the room to stay, you have to be there by four. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Today, people are deceived. The devil is such. One day, God told me something. One day God told me something. Let me tell you something. Do you know the devil is trying to blot Bible out of the system? Yes. Now, you see now, nobody used printed Bible. So all our Bibles are on full. One day when the internet crashed and there is no printed Bible, Bibles are over. Because everything on the electronic system, you can lose it in a second. It's just an internet system is gone. But this one, this one, I, listen, I have seen people's house burn. The only thing that couldn't burn is the Bible. We don't have it today who comes to church with this one no we don't hallelujah we don't so satan is calculating something but if you're not prophetic you can't see it so now all the people who print the bible their business are going off yeah. a time is coming they won't print again because when they print you won't buy and it's a satanic calculation so because most of the internet system you use facebook youtube it belongs to babylon none of them is a tongue-talking christian owner 
uh, one day the owner of you two can come and say, no church should come on it again. Who told you Christianity is serving our home? It's not in the Bible. It's not there. None of the people were serving God in their home. None of them. They came to church. One of the greatest revivers that sparked the church of God, the mission and assemblies of God, is called Azusa Revival. We are here to see the kind. People stay in church for two weeks. They didn't go home. Months, years, they didn't go home. Some of them, their presence was so strong, women forgot in their bath and they were not smelling. Hey, let me tell you this. Nobody can modernize God. And I don't care your so-called modernization. You can't modernize the Bible. This old radiant cross is too rare. And you think that God is going to change his act and, and, and suit your modernization? And you have to may say, a bedu baby, all those who print the Bibles, their business will collapse. And what I'm telling you may not be now, it may be 20 years from now, 50 years when Jesus started. Sit down. You see, there is something God told me about the kingdom of darkness. They can sit down and plan, they have an agenda, they are planning, they can plan. It's like other religions who want to take over political position, they can plan for 50 years. The church don't plan. We don't have any agenda plan. All we do is to criticize one another and fight one another and insult one another and castigate one another with tongue wagons. And to men of God has not understood that everybody's calling is unique. Success does not come by the size of your church. Can I tell you this? And however, let me let me just question it a little bit. We are not called to be successful. We are called to be faithful. Amen. Because at the end of the day, there's one statement you must hear. Not successful. Thou good and not successful. Because sometimes what you define as success is abomination to God. So you can come to protest and think because we are doing it, I'm successful. I, but in the eyes of God, am I faithful? What a tragedy when people call you successful and God so that you have disappointed him. Paul said one day God will say thou good and faithful servant. If you don't hear that word, you are fail. So stop worrying yourself about pressure. And you people stop dividing pastors. Huh? Stop dividing pastors. Huh? Some people, all oh, they come to other church to come and check what is going there to report to their pastor. Say they call some people some people measure the success of a church by the attendance but listen jesus preached to a woman on a samaritan way one she that church service was for one person and that one person rather to bring a whole town no Out of all, hey boy i'm not at a pressure crowd i am just doing what god has called me to do I don't want to be like anybody. No, 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 no. I know this thing many years ago. No, no, many years ago. I am just doing it the way God called me to do it. Stay in your lane. And if you win the race and mix your track, you'll be disqualified. Success. When I see it, man, I saw for under pressure about. Even if you look at Porter City and you think that it was prophesied about 18 years ago. God spoke about it when we, we didn't even know how it's going to happen. 
So, the Lord God will, will, will do nothing unless he first reveal it to his servant, the prophet. He prophesied. So, what God 80 years ago is what he has done. Yes. Amen. Amen. Are you there? How many do you have down? Huh? The king of Moab took his oldest son, who would have been the next king, and sacrificed him as burnt offering on the wall. So there was a great anger against Israel. Where is the anger coming from? The guy's blood on the altar provoked anger. And look at it. And Israel withdraw and return to their own land. Nobody was shooting a gun. Nobody was, I mean, shooting a sword. Just the blood on the altar. Israel dropped their munitions and returned. Sit down and don't be a giver. Me, you stand here, you, you talk about where I am. I have gone to church. God told me to give my guy and my wife can go home. <laughs> Dangerous sacrifice. When I was preaching, the Lord asked me to sow a seed in the church and I told him that that money is not in my account. He said, two accounts, this and this. When you take it from this and this, you can meet it. That is why I saw that God monitor account. Oh yes, nothing is hidden from him. No. One of my daughters said, write the check. When I check the thing, one of them, it was pepper. Pe. I mean, this has seed you sow. You lose your sleep. I gave our family card. Mommy didn't ask me that day, what will you eat? Maybe you forgot him, but when I didn't hear that, I know that maybe it's the cow. One day I saw his car, he made the car coming. He thought it was a mechanic. I gave it to my PA at that time. I gave that Chrysler to him as a gift. Because God said, give it to him. Now listen, sacrificial giving provokes favor. <laughs> From committee 80 all the way to salvation army open bank account offerings special seed people were paying tithes small small don't touch the money one year you can imagine a church that has not touched its offering for one year we used to do two day, two weeks fasting at salvation army we're coming there huh? and we're doing okay one year has come sign the whole money we were looking for money to buy a property, sign the whole money and send it to this church. Now, do know that, that when we signed that, even the pastor didn't believe. No, you could. One week he didn't cast the check. Let I come and say, Is it a, 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 a check of faith seed that you are trusting God to bring? I said, No. I told him, I said, It's a seed. To look at how poor we are. This is our poverty, so you can imagine our prosperity. Look at how poor we are. Girl, you are struggling for nothing. The main problem about your life is a tremor day. That is why they can do you makeups, but you don't become attractive. Oh, I'm telling you, stinginess, it doesn't make you become attractive. Because 
My daughter Ruth, he said, he told me, he said, Papa, you have a word Who dress you on said day? And ye, every morning. Also, be on Saturday, I definitely found a name, Crabby, we have a crabby, quick, quick, or now. He's a giver. Oh. If I see a pastor that is not a giver, where are you going? How can you do ministry? A man of God, you are not a giver. How can you do? It will not. I mean, I can understand. I check all the men of God that are doing exploit. None of them is stingy. None of them. Those who are doing dangerous things for God. They are dangerous celebrated givers. Their giving has opened the heavens on their head. How can Dr. Copeland be poor? If he is not off, he has given 27 planes. 27 aircraft as a gift. Play a yetigo. <laughs> Today, may a spirit of giving fall on your life in a very good way. Hallelujah. Sacrificial giving. How many do you have there now? I've stayed there for very long because I love that one. Huh? Huh? If you want to provoke favor, wage war against anti-favor spirit in your family. Write it down. Wage war against what? Anti-favor. Some of us come from background. We are dealing with anti-favor spirit. Anti-favor. Hmm. Because there is a level of favor that will never manifest in your life until you engage in warfare. It will never happen if you don't pray. Some of you come from family, your family, but they want to buy a bicycle, they want to kill you. So you must wage war against anti-favor spirit. He teaches my hand to war. So there is a place God take you to training. All he's doing is I go and fight. He teaches my and my fingers to fight. Sometimes God teaches her how to fight. Today you will provoke favor in a very dangerous dimension. Those who shouted amen, you are already there. Now, after you wage war against anti-favor spirit, the next one is I pray for favor. Do what? You need to specifically pray that God will give you favor. Psalm 106 verse 4. You need to specifically pray that Lord, I lack favor. Give me favor. If you are prayerful, you'll be favored. Huh? Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Huh? Come near and rescue me. David said, remember me. He's praying. He said, the Lord, when you show favor to others, remember me. And then I came in. No more favor. He being so me so. How many of you are going to pray that prayer today? Yes. So, when you start praying about favor, you are provoking favor. It is not enough to pray for God to give you a husband. Uh -huh. You must ask God to give you a man that will give you peace. Love you. Care for you. It's very important. A lot of you are just praying for marriage. It's one thing to marry. I'm not to have happy marriage. You can marry and not be happy. You can marry we are not at it. I say, Bassa Bassa. I bet you say, if you can see him, that they say, Ubetit Bassa Bassa Bassa. I just say, if you are not strong in the spirit, 
No, there are some men you marry them, they can kill you before your time. Nothing is painful to marry a man. One thirty has not come home. And when he come home, he say, are you the one who gave birth to me? Do you, do you ask me where I go? No, that's it. Honey, you didn't marry well. You need a lot of prayer. No, you need a lot of prayer. Remember me, Lord, when thou shows what? What do I call it? When thou shows what? Favor to what? Favor to your people. So just in case I'm not one of your people, you show me favor. Hallelujah. The next point is very powerful. Do you want to enjoy divine favor? Be a friend of God. Every hand that is clapping, God will remember them. To be favored, you must be God's friend. Huh. Because God's friends are his favorites. Oh. Huh. God's friends are what? Do you know that Abraham was called a friend of God? Look at how poor the man is. God's friend are his favorite. The most wealthy man. One of the men that God himself testified to the devil. Have you considered my servant Job? There is no man like him. The testimony is not coming from man. God is testifying about a man. He is upright. He is righteous. He fears God and is still evil. God sits in heaven and his testimony and testimony about the man is that he fear God. He became God's friend and was the wealthiest. Listen, listen, listen. Anybody living in sin is not a friend of God. Make the almighty God your friend. You want to walk in favor? Make God what? Your friend. <laughs> Make God what? Your friend. <laughs> because God cannot favor his enemies. Make God your friend because God cannot favor his enemies. He can only favor his friends. What do you mean by make God your friend? Now, stop those lies. That doesn't please God. Abraham was God's friend. This is what God told him. Walk before me and be perfect. Walk before me and be perfect. Stop. Don't sleep with a man that is not your husband. You are not God's friend. Because God cannot favor his enemies. Yesterday, somebody sent a message. They say, I have been watching pornography and masturbating disturbing me and then i tell you see there are things you do the moment you start a spirit enter you you have to take a stand to extract that spirit when the demon comes to enter you eh, you come under it compulsive manipulation it means that you do it when you don't like it and when you make god an enemy you can enjoy favor no sinner listen to me no sinner is a candidate for divine favor no sinner, no practicing sinner is a candidate or can be a candidate for divine favor. And look at that beautiful woman God has given you. You will still have a girlfriend. God cannot bless you. It is a matter of time. When you cut a plantain, it will still be green. With time, it will brown up. So, the one that God has not let you brown, that's not me, you are not in the process to be brown. No. He is giving you room for repentance repentance is the only way out of destruction 
If you don't repent, the destruction is inevitable. No. 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 If you are following somebody's husband, you cannot be God's friend. And God cannot favor you. Because everything you do that God blesses you, you magnify it. Let me go deeper. Money magnifies who you are. So give money to a philanthropist. Give money to a medical doctor. You build a huge hospital. Give money to a womanizer. This is how the spirit realm sees it. This is how. Give, give 10 million to Prophet Nanasai. By the time you come, there is airport importers. No, the money that can, when God tried to bless me, He can see what I can use the money for. So money magnifies who you are. If you are a womanizer, we give you money. That's what it will magnify it. If you are stingy, we give you money. No, you will hoard. It's a bottom line. You cannot give money to a giver and everybody around you will not be comfortable. See, we'll send the money for everybody to get one. You cannot give money to a stingy head and everybody will not suffer. No. Money magnifies who you are. No. If you are greedy, money will show it. Whatever you have, one, that's why God trained people before you give them money. No. I'm teaching you. Be a friend of God. <laughs> Jesus said, Verily I say, unto except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's why he told Nicodemus in John 3 3. You must be born again to see the kingdom of God. <laughs> Do you want to walk in divine favor? Control your tongue. Even when we break, you can't break. Do you want to walk in divine The Bible said the tongue is a fire. Ha! The Bible said horses has been tamed. A big ship is controlled by a radar, but the tongue no man can tame. What man is he that loveth life and want to see many good days? Let him keep his tongue. Let him keep his tongue. Now, let me tell you something. It's not every time you speak. The Bible said a fool. His capital and surname is F-O-O-L. If he keep quiet, he is considered wise. Your Bible says, Book of James, be slow in speaking, but fast in hearing. Some of your mouth is faster than your ear. You talk before you think. Somebody told his husband, You pig. And he repeated, He said, Not the red pig, the black one. Yeah. And the man said, Oh. <laughs> After the woman's, he spoke all the nonsense. Then he's trying to tell the husband to kiss us. Oh, you allow pigs to kiss you? <laughs> and the, the, the man said, my, my lawyer will serve you a letter tomorrow. I want to get a female pig. Because you are a human being, pigs marry pigs. And he divorced and married a pig. Many people could have been the center of your destiny if you know their mouth. Yeah. 
Papa used to tell a story. I was sitting with him in the house. There was a guy in his church who worked with another. He insulted his boss and said, I will eat stone. You remember that story? I will eat stone. The man said, no problem. Okay, go and eat stone. After one week, two weeks, he called Papa and said, Papa, can you go and beg for me? He goes, oh, why? The stone, is it finished? I have some in my house. You can come and pick them. He talked before he think. He talked before he think. A lot of people. Control, look at nobody and say, control your tongue. Control your tongue. <laughs> your tongue can lock your door of favor. I say your tongue, it can lock the door of your favor. Your tongue can lock the door of your favor. Your tongue can lock the wide door that is open for your favor. Your tongue can lock it. Am I saying something at all here today? Provoking the favor of God. The next one, be disciplined. If you want to, if you want to, this are, this are personal experience. If you want to provoke divine favor, be disciplined. It takes discipline to fast for 21 days. It takes discipline to fast for 7 days. It takes discipline to wake up every morning and pray. It takes discipline not to fornicate. A German baby is lack of discipline. Am I there with you? Some of you are living a certain life. It's after 10 years you regret. Huh? You, one, one girl went to a party. Eh? They were trying to get him a plea. There were five guys in the party. When they said, all of them are slept with her. In her past. All of them. This one said, I know her. This one said, I know her. This one said, I know her. This one said, I that is a testimony that this one said, I know. This one said, I know. They, the, the, one of them said, no, so I know her. Pa. The word pa is an exclamation. <laughs> no, life, as you are going about, you are writing your testimonial. It will never move a man by a woman, you feel uncomfortable. No, you feel uncomfortable because you are a receiver. Huh? Be careful. Some people went to university for four years. As if the university, they own it. Until they come back and they see the testimonial they've written. Somebody met a girl, you want to marry her. Huh? And <laughs> it was a movie I was watching. Eh? Uh, in Kudim come. This girl, this is his boyfriend. He is taking him, her to go and greet his father. Meet me here. Then I will introduce you to my father. This guy's father crossed this girl in a car. He went up and slapped the man. The man is slapped and insulted. He didn't slap or he spit on the man. Was his father-in-law to be? Okay, so everybody says, it's okay, it's okay. He's an elderly person. What elderly my food? What is it, man? So come here. Hey, hello. Yes, go to daddy, daddy. Then pa. You know the way they move the man. You hear some say. <laughs> Don't you see what I'm talking about? That's a Nigerian movie or something. So, very nice story. And the man was standing there, the man face started changing. Papa, the tree, you know, started sorry, sorry, you know, sorry, sorry, you know, and the man said, Over my dead body, will you marry such a girl? His tongue 
Your temper can lock your favor. Write it down. Kapasutapaya. Kibrosa tu se 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 se. Zikudibi atusa. Nima tu ke tekeke. Weni nswadie. Brosam kwa ni mse weni nswadie. Or Brosam kwa fero. The devil is careful the way he's talking to you. He is warning demons again. We are the no. You won't come to hell again. That you are broken through a long time. Character is the security of every great destiny. Character is the security of every great destiny. The way you have a security code, the way you have a code, is that a password on your phone? That is a security system access to your phone. Character is that security. Now hear this. Your beauty will take you to marriage. But character is what keeps you there. Your beauty can let you work in a very nice company. It's character that keeps you there. Character is the security of every great destiny. Character. Character is not a gift. Charisma is a gift. Character is not a gift. It must be cautiously developed. Your demeanor to enter the house to greet your future father-in-law has shut off your favor. Your demeanor. Who should give his son to you to marry? You are going to greet your father-in-law. Your trousers is at the middle of your... Can you imagine one of these? My daughters has grown. They finished university. They are working. Uh, they are coming. And, and the boy tries to walk in. Yeah, yeah, man, daddy. <laughs> Prophet Nana said... Lizivizi Animi Atoyo Akabas. That boy must vanish immediately. Even the tongues I spoke, it shook somebody here. You can imagine you and I unlock it that time he came. I've returned from 40 days and 49. So I said, Good You must disappear. Because every word that comes out of my mouth, you will not survive again. I am a disciplinarian. With that discipline, you have no future. You don't mess up me. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Do you want to provoke divine favor? Be a good listener. Yeah, be a good listener. When we listen to counseling, in the multitude of counseling, there is safety. Be fast in hearing, slow in speaking. Well, listen, all of you listen to a session, you up and coming men of God. When you meet people who are higher in anointing that you don't talk, listen. There are times I'm sitting in a company of maybe Reverend Isu, Papa Mbiakofi, Bishop Takia boy, and we are all sitting eating. That's not where to show my new revelation. ministry for 40 years there is something experience can do that skill cannot do wow. 
So I sit down and I listen to them and show them. I ask them relevant questions. Papa, this place, I struggle here. When you got here, how did you solve it? You will not let them talk. I just found some new revelation in the book of Revelation. And I think nobody has ever carried that revelation. You don't have a future. 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 Am I preaching? Be a good listener. Sit down and hear wisdom. Because wisdom is too high for a fool. Thank you, Jesus. Do you want to provoke divine favor? Reject discouragement. Write it down. No discouraged person can enjoy favor. The day Elijah became discouraged, he lost his ministry. They've killed all your prophets. I'm the only one left. God said, go and anoint Elijah to take your place. Discouragement will let you lose your office. Don't give him place. I don't care how you annoy somebody. You cannot provoke the favor of God on a man or a woman. That is discouraged. You are not, God told Joshua, be strong and be very courageous. Courage is manos. Courage huh, is a life subtracted from discouragement. So when you take the this, you left with courage. Remove the this from there. God told Joshua, don't ever be discouraged. Be very courageous. It means that give no room for discouragement. Don't do it. Don't ever get discouraged because one boy say you marry you and he didn't marry you. you. Bless God, you are still a woman. You are still inter. Your beauty has not gone. Google it. Google the word in Yadua. Google it. Failure is at the end of life. Anybody who has never failed before has never started life. God doesn't mind you fall, but remaining on the ground is what makes him reject you. The righteous fallen seven times. What does the Bible say? The righteous fall seven times and rises. Not that they raise him. He himself. Who has time to come and raise you? The righteous fallen seven times and rises again. Not that they raise him. Failure is not the absence of success. It's part of the success equation. There is nobody who has successful have never tasted failure. They didn't remain a failure. This one is very crucial. Do you want to provoke divine favor? Pray in the spirit. Pray in tongues at all times. Some of you, your Holy Ghost baptism is not correct. All your tongues, ow, ow, ow. What kind of tongues? Is there is no vocabularies in your tongue. It's a language. Here, listen. 
you must be able to at least, can, could you not watch with me for one hour? You must be able to at least comfortably speak in tongues for one hour. Sometimes I do it for five hours non-stop. Averagely, every month, average, minimum, not less than two hours. No understanding prayer. I pray in tongues long time before I pray with my understanding. The heavens must be open. If I want to pray in tongues at the point that there's what you call Holy Ghost inspired prayer. You pray things you didn't plan. The Holy Ghost himself inspires you. You see him mention your name. Oh, Mary be protected. Oh, Aduma be protected. Oh, you see Holy Ghost inspiring the prayer. Because he make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Those that pray in the spirit naturally provoke the favor of God. Because he, <laughs> he that pray in a known tongue, speaking unto man to God. But I like the Roman. The spirit also helps our weakness. We don't know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit make an intercession for us with groanings we cannot be uttered. Verse 27 said that. Romans 8, 27. He that searches the heart. He knows what is in the mind of the because he makes intercession for the saints according to the so those who pray in the spirit they get things they didn't ask, but the Holy Ghost knows they need them. So learn the practice of praying in the Holy Ghost. If you are not baptized in the Holy Ghost, make sure you pursue the ability to have the knowledge of praying in the spirit. Because listen, it has the capacity to build you up. Building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. No student going to university as a child of God can do well in a school without praying in the spirit. Unless you are disciplined, you will easily get into bad company. If you are not, because praying in the Holy Ghost can deliver you from so many things. Kaziva satire. Pursue it. Minimika to Sadabaya. Do you want to provoke divine favor? Be humble. I don't need to run a commentary. Go and read Daniel chapter 4 and study Kinebu. I told you that on Monday specifically. That tree was cut down completely. The watchers came and said, cut the tree down. If you are not humble, God will cut you down. Now hear this. Until God approves your meekness, you are not on your way to greatness. Until God is satisfied with your humility, you are not on your way to greatness. God cannot use a proud person. Why? He resists the proud and give more grace to the humble. God, that's why, resists the pride and give more grace to the humble. So, let it be your project and your prayer point. Lord, please a humble heart. Search me and know my heart. Lord, take away that arrogant spirit from me. Lord, I don't have a teachable spirit. I don't know how to say I am sorry.
haughty spirit, arrogant spirit, especially girls who think they are beautiful. Women walking around thinking, you know that we told them what they are thinking. Because one frustrated boy told you, you are a beautiful girl. You have added it to your CV. What is the qualification of the boy who told you? What is the qualification I said about the boy who told you are beautiful? Huh? I said you can't mention it. Frustrated. Confused. Lost his job, boy. Met you and said you are beautiful. You have added it to your CV. It's a deception. Deception is believing a lie, thinking is the truth. Now, here there's one crab here. What about some guys walking around thinking they are handsome? No girl is qualified. They spend a lot of time designing their beer, saving, no power, no anointing, no nothing. All they boast about is that somebody said they are handsome. Woe unto you when women say you are handsome. Now hear this. All men in the Bible that the Bible refers to as handsome had problem. David had problem. Absalom had problem. Samson had problem. Man must be ugly and fearful. And if possible, smelling. I like what Pastor Albert has added. He said, man must be ugly and fearful. If possible, smelly with vitamin M. No woman will reject you. I don't care how you smell. Once you have vitamin M, they will close their nose and lie by your side. Vitamin M carries a lot of power. What are you talking about? Have you to see women who have married drunkards? Don't they blow fuse on them, but they still lie by them? They guys have some money. Hey, be careful if women say you are a handsome man. Be very careful. Go and tell a doctor to remove some part of your cheek and reduce you so that you look very, very ugly. Absalom was so handsome. The Bible took him out of it. The Bible said he was of a beautiful countenance. It cost him his life. Something has a very beautiful dreadlocks. So if you're a man with a big back, Obama water. I have never seen an ugly man in trouble. Never. No ugly man is struggling with humanizing. They struggle, get one woman to marry, they are fine. You can't be walking as a debonair and you are free from all kinds of attack. 
Women can be very man. Let's say, do you know women are born naturally manipulators? There are different levels of manipulation with women. When I talk, you just think about the one seducing a man. They can manipulate you if you ask a husband to get your money. If you see them calling you names, they don't call you. Hi, boy. It's manipulation. It is coming with an agenda. I see God protecting your life and defending you from trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. I'm too glad I preach to you and tell you the truth. Amen. Humble yourself. Nobody can provoke divine favor. Nobody. I don't care who you are. If you walk in unforgiveness and bitterness, unforgiveness and bitterness will shut divine favor. If you are sitting here and you don't talk to somebody, go home and sleep. Not even Jesus can come and preach here and change your life. Yeah? Two powerful principles Jesus taught in the Bible. In one verse. One chapter. Mark chapter 11. Verse 23, 24, 25. 23, 24 talks about faith. Verily I say unto you. This is the most powerful principle for walking by faith. Verily I say unto you. Whosoever shall say to this mountain. Be that removed. Be that cast into the sea. And said, no, but come to verse 22 first. That's where the whole thing started from. 22 and 23 is one. Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. So the, the most powerful principle of faith in the Bible is taught in Mark 11, 22 and 23. The next one says, you shall say. So faith has to do with your confession. What you say, what you say, what you say. You shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. And shall not doubt in your heart. But shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. Then from there you move into prayer. So the next principle, 24, was in prayer. Therefore, I say unto you, what things whatever you desire, it's called the law of desire. God is not against your desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them. So get it. Huh? Then he taught another principle, the condition that make the two work. The prayer and the faith. By 25, he didn't leave it. He gave you the condition. And when you stand, pray, forgive. No scripture. Got, got, listen. If you caught revelation about this one, he taught a powerful principle on faith, 22, 23. He taught a powerful principle on prayer, 24. And he gave the condition for 20 for the first two to work. So 25 is what caused 23 and 24 to work. When you stand praying, forgive. You cannot, if you are sitting here, some of you, if you are, you are angry with the dead. One day we were in cemetery. I think the, my, my uncle died. One of my uncles, a professor. He was a professor in the medical school. Huh? And then he died. They burned him. Whatever he was going. So, I was standing at the cemetery. I was there. Somebody was standing at somebody's hey, 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 tomb. Hey. I was looking at her. I knew that that woman, it will not be long. Cemetery will be so. You are sitting down and insulting somebody in the grave. Dead. A lady said one day you came to church. You were preaching on forgiveness. It was so strong that I couldn't wait for the, for the sermon to end. I could see that all my problem is that. When I went to ask my mother-in-law and reconcile, ask you to forgive. And then my mother-in-law said, I'm happy you came. And everything. The sickness left me. Pains in my body. All the medicine I swallowed stopped. 
So unforgiveness invites incurable disease. It's not that the medicine don't have cure. You swallow the tablets, they cannot cure it. You are wasting your time. If you don't talk to somebody, you can't provoke favor. You'll be where you are till Jesus come. Because the blood of Jesus cannot handle unforgiveness. It is the only sin Jesus' blood cannot claim. He said, if you don't forgive your neighbor, neither will your heavenly father. So even if you provoke God's, Jesus' blood, it will work. It will not work. It will not work. He spoke a parable onto it. He said, one man was owing somebody a pence. Another was so. It is relationship between you and God. We own God too much. Who has forgiven us for us to hold another person? Now, we're Jamaya, what bow, yes, yeah. Chrono, what bow, obey a bone again, Granema, where Yamaka saw you so much. Will be the Bible said one of the most fearful quotations in the Bible is that if the Lord shall judge iniquity, who and the Bible uses the word who will stand, who means who, apart from Jesus, everybody is under who. What you are not in ten, ten, who's in a mission of some people in church they just create problem with people for nothing they just hate them because god is favoring them now hear this the person that you hate because god is favoring today is going to plug so you can imagine and i'm sure you are the reason why you better stay out of those ones today is going to plug into divine favor and already is about to provoke the favor of god stand to your feet Balam to Balak, you cannot curse a man God has blessed. It will not work. It's absolutely awful. It's impossible. Can I tell you this? Hey, look at me and listen to wisdom. Befriend anybody God is favoring. Amen. Don't make them your enemy. Do not be your good interest. So who say Asaferadi Shra Obia Yadain Fana Danfo? Found to my bonnet diano. What you say? Apostle Paul Chadibu Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Famico New Living Translation. Kim James Kaba bitterness by New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness. Get rid of give me the amplified version first before we come here. Huh? Listen to the amplified version. Let all bitterness and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, blowing, clamor, contention, and slander, evil speaking. What what's what? These are dangerous synonyms. Abusive or blasphemous language be banished from you with all malice, spit, ill, ill will, or baseness of any kind. Amplified version. Bitterness, resentment, huh? slender, strife. Some of you, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and all and evil speaking, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. Don't hate people without a cause. Don't just hate them because God is blessing them. 
Is it their fault that God is blessing them? Especially the African man. Give me the New Living Translation. Thank you, Jesus. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. All types. All types of evil behavior. Ayaka concern. Any brain. Oh, get your can was a body brain. The war fessing. The wig fessing. Give me the message Bible. Make a clean break, break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. This is American language. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. I don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, but I believe it is Apostle Paul. As if he says something in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. And it's one of the scriptures that has guided my life. Hebrews 12, 15. If you're a Bible student, you know what I'm going to talk about. He said, looking diligently. As if we knew, or say, yes, look, looking diligently. Lest any man fall from the grace of God. So Nyami Abdul Nobetima follow. Any man fall from the grace of God. Let and what will cause you to fall? Let any root of bitterness sprinkling out troubling you, thereby many be devoured. Lest any root of what? Bitterness. Sure? If you are here, you are bitter. May the Holy Ghost deliver you from the spirit of bitterness. That is what Proverbs, the writer said in Proverbs 4.23. He said, guard your heart. Keep your heart. Jesus. Keep your heart with what? All diligence. Out of it. And look at the New Living Translation. I love the way he put it. I love it. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. So it's not your academic excellence that determines the course of your life. It's your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Why? It determines the course of your life. Favor must be guided and protected. Say, Nyamima of favor, when I went, lose favor. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP214-21, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.